Tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Oh, so glad to be with you, everybody, here on Race Time. Um, man, oh, man, what a weekend. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm, Jr., right here in the RGR studio. What's going on there, Jr.? Get up to that mic. Hey, we're plugging away here. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm scrambling to get another guest here. I'm trying. <laughs> trying to see. I, I'm just checking to see if we can get them or not. But, okay. Uh, um, uh, what a what a great weekend. Oh, Talladega. man. Tell me about it. I'm a monster fan of Talladega. <laughs> um, I don't think it's news to anybody. No. Um I love short track racing, but uh, you know my my ultimate favorite type of of racing is restrictor plate racing. So uh, Daytona and Talladega, you know, I get up on the chip for it, and uh, uh, this weekend did not disappoint. It was uh, there was a lot of great racing. Well, we are going to cover all the bases tonight. I do believe we're in for a good one here tonight, everybody. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show. We may be able to add one more here. As Junior types away, but while he's doing that, let me tell you who we got coming up tonight. How about Trayton Lapsovich? He's getting ready to go. Uh, NASCAR uh, Pinty's racing. He's going to be in that number 20 machine, and um, he is excited to say the least. Got big quick work on the hood of that race car, and uh, we're going to catch up tonight with Trayton Lapsovich. Um, there's a youngster, Junior, that has gone through the ranks uh, everything from a, a street stock all the way to pro late model, and uh, now he's about to embark on that NASCAR Pinnies Series, their national tour. Uh, he's going to fit in there like a glove, I believe. He's uh, he, he's earned his way through. Yeah, definitely. He, uh, you know, youngest stock car uh, champion um, in Canada uh, in it, you know in the uh, four cylinder division at Sunset Speedway. Yep. Um, that's a that's a major accomplishment. Um, multiple time winner uh, in the super stock division. Um, even one at Autumn Colors, you know, in, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. one of the biggest super stock races uh, in all of Canada. And uh, you know, uh, Trayton has um, you know come a long way um, o- over a short period of time. Uh, obviously, tons of racing pedigree with the family. Um, <laughs> the Lapsovich family, um, you know, goes back, you know, four generations um, in in motorsports here in Ontario and, and across Canada. And uh, you know, it's no surprise. Obviously, his brother, Caden um, Lapsovich, has turned a number of heads. Um, you know, part of the NASCAR Next program and and uh, champion. you know, champion in the yep. NASCAR Pinty Series and yep. uh, just a, a a heck of a wheel man. Um, and and Trayton Lapsovich is, uh, you know, he is poised to have some really good things happen to him <laughs> in in the you know in the span of 2021. Um, just really excited for the opportunity to to see how it all come together. Of course, you know, with Quick Wick and uh, TJ Renamato um, and th- that group. Um, I, you know, when you look at at TJ 
and you know his involvement in the NASCAR Pinty series, uh, you can tell that this is not just uh, you know he's not just trying to race; he's trying to support the series. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he's been a longtime partner with with Mark Dilley and his program, and um, now you're seeing him as well give uh, you know a helping hand to uh, to Trayton Lapsovich, getting him in a car, uh, of course, with 22 Racing. Um, that car is going to be no slouch with Trayton behind the wheel. It's, uh, it's going to be really interesting. Teammates to Alex Tagliani. Mm-hmm. What a teammate to have, right? Like, that would be a really good teammate to have. Yeah, absolutely. When you look at uh, his background, Trayton's background is obviously in oval racing. Um, I think that, um, you know, uh, the coolest part about that relationship is I think that Trayton Lapsovich and his style and his pedigree in you know, oval track racing is actually going to help the 22 racing program. Not to say that Ag- Alex Tagliani and, and Mark Antoine are not good oval racers or great yeah. oval racers. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but you know, this kid eats, sleeps and breathes oval track racing. Um, and the other two guys are phenomenal road course racers. So when you pair those two up, I think Trayton's going to bring a lot to the table um, with helping set up those cars. Um, and not just, uh, you know, not just strapping in as a rookie. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table and, and adds a lot of depth to the 22 racing program. Obviously, you know, when you when you roll into CTMP and you roll into ICAR, um, you, you know, this season with uh, 22 racing, um, Tagliani and, and Mark Antoine Cameron are both amazing road course racers. Um, and, you know, I, I think that they're going to add to Trayton's, you know, depth uh, as a driver. Mm. And when they show up to places like Sunset Speedway and, and uh, you know, Jucasa and all those tracks, I think that Trayton's going to bring a lot to the table. And, and uh, it's there's no, you know, there's, it, it's not a surprise to anybody. 22 Racing has struggled over the past couple of years on the oval track side. And I think that uh, Trayton is going to be a really wicked addition to that deal. Yeah, amazing to say the least. We'll hear from young Trayton Lapsovich. He's not the kid anymore. He's a young man, and I can't wait to get him back on the show here tonight. Uh, also coming up on the show, how about huge, huge news out on Canada's East Coast in that Maritimes, uh, uh, the, the Pro Stock Tour. Uh, the Maritime Pro Stock Tour has uh, been a uh, cornerstone in eastern Canada, uh, has had parts for trucks as a sponsor, I believe, for like 10 years. And it was announced uh, just a couple of weeks ago that parts for trucks is going to step back. Now, they're still going to be involved with the series, uh, which is fantastic news. But they did want to step down as the title and give someone else a shot at it. And uh, there's been, there, there was a big, huge announcement just the other day. And there is a new title sponsor out there for Canada's Maritime Pro Stock Tour. It is East Coast International. Uh, tonight we're going to have on the show uh, the general manager of that great tour. Ken Cunning is going to join us. I always love catching up with Ken. He is a blast. I have a lot of fun with him. Uh, he's been a good friend for a lot of years. Well, it's a staple heading into every year, too. We always catch up with Ken, you know, ahead of the race season. Um, obviously, we're, we're still quite a few weeks out from race number one, um, you know, in, in the Maritimes. But, but still, with this big news, it's going to be good to catch up with Ken. Um, and, you know, it, talking about 
the Pro Stock Tour, over the past couple of weeks, we've had lots of conversations, um, you know, with some guys that are going to be returning, right? Mm-hmm. Cole Butcher, you know, mentioned yeah. on the program, he's going to be running, um, you know, for that championship again. And, Full and tilt. Uh, uh, you know, you got guys like Ken Vincent and, and all those guys. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if this is, if this is news or news that I can share, but I'm going to share it anyways because I was never told not to. Right. But uh, Craig Slon White uh, into a new piece of equipment with uh, the King Racing team. Oh, really? Um, yeah. That's and, huge. Um, you know, in a, in a car that went to Victory Lane a bunch of times last year. Right. Um, the number five. So wow. um, that is now Craig Slon White's car. Um, don't know if that was news that I was supposed to share or not. So sorry, Craig, if I wasn't. But uh, <laughs> I heard heard about it through the grapevine. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's... It, it, the the series itself is poised for another epic year, um, and uh, you know you've got guys like Corey Hall who you know yes. are, are taking a swing and um, you know making big strides with that King Racing team and and you know just doing uh, fantastic things. So um, when you look at uh, at the name of or at, at the list of names that are returning. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a great year. So talking to Ken, we're going to be able to get a little bit of an inside scoop on you know what's what's to come from from 2021. We're definitely going to give him the big squeeze tonight and find out what pops out, right? And we always do with Ken. <laughs> Usually he leaks a little bit of stuff that he's not supposed to. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he does that. Yeah. Well, here's hoping we will hear from Ken Cunning tonight on the show, and then a big weekend at Talladega. We all love Talladega, and kicking the winning off. On the weekend was the Arkham Menard series, and lo and behold, look who's in victory lane. But Corey Heim in that 20 car, uh, he did it again. He bookend. He did Daytona. He did Talladega. He's the man to beat on a super speedway. He and that Venturini bunch, I'll tell you what, they are a stout, stout bunch. Looks like Drew Dollar played a little part again behind him and giving him that shot when he needed it. Yeah, definitely. It's... Uh... It's definitely interesting when you look at the Sunbelt team, uh, you know, pushing the victor to victory lane again. Um, uh, you know, I bet uh, if he hit rewind, he, he would try a couple of different moves uh, over the past couple of restrictor plate races. But uh, that being said, great outing for Venturini Motorsports once again. Um, I found it really interesting that, uh, you know, Corey Heim uh, celebrated with the fans, um, you know, and, and you know, th- didn't get an opportunity to uh, get a Fox interview <laughs> with FS1 right. uh, after the checkered flag. Uh, they ran up alongside the top of the hour. So, um, y- you know, great race for the ARCA series. Smaller car count than I was expecting and anticipating. You know, we've seen a really strong car count at Daytona. Um, there was only 29 cars this time at, at Talladega, and, and a few of them were not, you know, quality restrictor plate entries. Right. Um, but that being said, they still put on a whale of a show. And I noticed... Um, this was probably one of the first ARCA races on a restrictor plate track in the past 10 years where the top lane could get a run and actually make moves and get past guys. Um, usually, you know, it's been the past couple of years where they just kind of paint the yellow line and drive around right. um, uh, until the end of the race and then everything, all hell breaks loose. But uh, um, this race was very competitive. There was a lot of moving and shaking, and we'll talk to Corey Heim about that. Well, we did save the best for last. We got Corey Heim coming up, and you know, Junior, the reason I reached out to Corey uh, throughout the course of the week there last week, he had a big announcement. He's going to make his truck debut coming up at Darlington. He's going to be in the 51 for KBM. Uh, that is the JBL, um, always iconic look, a number 51 truck. 
he's going to be in it for the Darlington race. What a track to debut on. Yeah, definitely. You know, with the Toyota Racing Development Program, um, they want to put you in the toughest situations possible. You know, it's uh, <laughs> well, over, that's a tough one. Over the past couple of years, um, you know, in in recent memory, a lot of the development programs would kind of ease you into it, and I think Chase Elliott kind of changed that mold a little bit. You know, when you look at his first Cup start, um, they threw him to the Wolves at Martinsville. You know, back in the day with the number twenty five car. Ever since then, um, you know, you've seen, you know, Toyota Racing Development takes this stance. A bunch of the other ones do as well. Um, but uh, they really want to see where you stack up. And, uh, you know, it would be easy to throw a guy like Corey Heim, you know, into a truck at Daytona or Talladega or, you know, a track that's a little bit, you know, more familiar sure, sure. Um, uh, to, to an ARCA guy. But, you know, with the talent level that he's showing – with the aggression level that he's showing, if he goes out there and posts numbers at, at Darlington, then they really know that they have something as a development driver. And, kind of uh, like a Josh Berry kind of driver. Absolutely, right? yes. I would say that, yep. that, that to me would be a good comparison for Corey mm-hmm. Heim. Um, Josh Berry is lighting it up right now in Xfinity, doing a great job. He is, for sure. And, and uh, you know, it's not a surprise that he went to victory lane by any stretch with the Junior Motorsports Camp in oh, the 8 no. car. Um, but that being said, it's, you know, it, it's good that he, he actually got to prove himself, you know. Uh, with that win at Martinsville with that 8 car, um, it was, it, that was a very popular win. Sure Across was. the board in NASCAR. Short track uh, ace, he's, right? He's a guy that's not getting there on money, and he's, he's there... Um, on talent alone and hard work and d- sheer dedication. Now, it takes money to get there, right? right? And right. it takes funding and partners and all those things. I think the positive story out of the whole thing was that that win actually got him something. Yes. You know, there's been too many times over the past couple of years where somebody has got a win and, you know, they don't get anything back in return. Right. Um, you know, this here got him more races, number one got him into, you know, the, a quality piece of equipment for for longer um, and translated into Josh Berry becoming a staple in the Xfinity series, which, I mean, th- if you painted a perfect picture, that's the way that this sport's supposed to work. When you get wins, you get results. Right. You, you get rewarded for that. And, uh, you know, with that opportunity, um, I think that, uh, you know, Corey Himes got that same opportunity. When you look at the KBM development program, and it, not just KBM, but the Toyota Racing Development Program, they're in a little bit of a lull. You know, when you look at, at, at John Hunter Nemechek coming in, he's oh, yeah. no longer a development guy. No, right? I wouldn't he's, think so. He's established. He raced yep. a full season of Cup. You know, he's got tons of wins under his belt in the truck series, and he posted good numbers every time he's strapped in. Um, when you look at, at, you know, Chandler Smith and you look at Christian Eckes and you look at the, the names go on and on. The development guys. The development guys. Yep. Um, Corey Heim is kind of head and shoulders above those guys with what he's been able to accomplish on the ARCA side. Um, so I think that Toyota is really searching and, and kind of putting the pieces together. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's only a positive thing if he goes out there and posts some good numbers at Darlington. And, of course, coming off of a win at Talladega, yeah. you got to have some momentum on your side, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to, to see what he can do out on the racetrack. Uh, can't wait to catch up with Corey live tonight here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Of course, it's race time radio. So glad we're back with you live here, and we're going to be from now on. Unless we get preempted by the odd game here and there. 
But we, you can count on us uh, every Sunday night at 7 o'clock right here on uh, Channel 167. But we are going to hit a break. I know Junior's uh, working on one of our mystery guests. Not going to work out. Oh, it's not going to work out? Okay, we'll just leave not it Not going to work out. He's uh, uh, he's jumping on a plane. So. Oh, is he? Yes, I thought he was driving the motor coach back, but he's not. He's, wow. We were trying to we, get. We were trying to get Michael McDowell. Daytona 500 and, winner. And, but. Uh, of course, coming off of a big win. Or not a big win. A big run today at, at Tele. Adega. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's he's jumping back on the plane. Ah, getting on a plane. Oh, well, <laughs> it's okay. We got a stout lineup without Michael McDowell, but congratulations to that 34 bunch. Man, it was exciting watching them today. We're going to hit a break. We will be back with you live tonight. Uh, stay right there. We're just getting fired off. Dave Doucette, driver of the 44 Chrysler 300M. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Quick Quick Fire Starters. Proud sponsor of the number 20, Trent Lapsovich, in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Quick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Quick Fire Starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Quick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Oh. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And we 
here back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hey, I uh, want to welcome RPM Race Parts. RPM Race Parts has joined Race Time Radio. Welcome aboard. That is Chris LeBaron. And uh, they've got a, a really cool little tagline, Junior. Order today, race tomorrow. I like it. I love it. That's awesome. the way it is. Uh, it's parts online. Yep. So no sticks and bricks uh, mortar here. Yep. Uh, you just uh, hit RPM. Yep. And Whatever you need for racing. Order your parts and away you go. Yep. So I know Chris is going to have the right price. Absolutely. And they ship them out direct. Kaboom. Yep. yep. And away you go. He's got a great he's got a great base growing and uh you know definitely uh a, a, a huge essential uh need here in Ontario. Huge. For sure. Huge. Absolutely across Canada really. Now, um a question for you. I seen the number 60 Rockhunter car. Did you happen to see that? Yes. That car looked phenomenal, man. Yeah, definitely. Um they must be on track down south. Yeah, they're racing uh, tonight over at Motor Mile Speedway. Um, last night, the Rack Hunter team as well had the 6T uh, racing on the dirt uh, over at Sharon Speedway at the Blaney's Sharon Speedway in Ohio. Um, he came home sixth, uh, sixth quick. He won his heat, and and uh, th- that was with Michael Miller. It's uh, the Rack Hunter deal is growing. How's it's, the thirty three uh, making out? Has he hit track yet? Yeah, Albert, Albert Francis, Francis is building his program. Um, it's uh, a little bit of a different look to this year. Uh, by the sounds of it, he's going to make night number one over at Jennerstown. Um, uh, he likes that track. Loves it. Yeah, champion. Who doesn't? There. Champion there last year, and um, you know he's uh, gearing up. There's there's a couple of really big races is at Jennerstown this year. Um, Like, obviously, the Motor Mountain Masters, which is an annual event. uh, And then last year, they added the Cars Tour and CRA Tour, uh, Pro pro Late Model and Super Late Model Show. Um, The second annual... Um, you know, bash at, uh, at Jennerstown is going to be on this year again. Uh, but then they also added an extended distance 100 lap race for the pro late models. Um, and by the sounds of it, they're also adding an outlaw super late model race there as well. So, um, yeah, they're, they're gearing up for, you know, lots of big things at Jennerstown. I think with, with Albert Francis's program, he's going to be, um, you know, featured in a bunch of uh, pro late model and super late model shows throughout the year. Um, he's not going to run for a points championship anywhere, but right, right. Uh, but really positioning himself for the the uh, the, the fall season, uh, where last year you know they focused on the championship at Jennerstown and uh, they kind of went in unprepared for you know the uh, the the playoff races, if you will, or or however you want to put it, but the invitational races at the end of the year, yeah, with the, the Winchester stuff. 400, the All American 400, and then as well the Snowball Derby and Speed Weeks, um, and the Rattler as well. So he's going to be putting um, everything in place uh, this year, kind of testing, getting ready for uh, the big season in pro late model and super late model racing, and uh, you're going to see him at all the big shows towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Uh, sure. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? Let's get to the hotline for the first time let's welcome in guest number one this driver will pilot the number 20 in the nascar penny series let's welcome in trayton lapsovich what's going on tonight there trayton how you doing hey not much how are you not doing fantastic man that black machine looks pretty sporty i bet you you can't wait to get behind the wheel of that bad boy no i really can't it turned out really well with uh with a 22 race and number 20 just uh Looks really good with the Quick Wick and RGC on there and all the others helping me out. So just really excited to get to the track. Trayton, you've earned your stripes. I said it off the top of the show. You've really earned your way into the NASCAR Penny Series. I know this isn't going to be 
uh, your fa- first race by any stretch. You did do a race last year right at sunset, if I remember correct. Yep. So what's the thoughts now? Uh, are, are you going to be full tilt in the 20? I believe it's a full tilt ride, right? Yeah, uh, we're full time this year. So uh, I know last year you stepped in. Was it for Tagliani? You stepped in for one race and then uh, back out you went. I know you did a bunch of late models stuff. Um, uh, what's the thoughts heading into something that's going to be a full time deal? Are you going to approach it any different than you did that single race? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, this, this, this season I'll be points racing in the Finty series. So, so I don't really know how I, I'd change my thought process from race to race. Uh, more just go into it with approach. You just need to grab some good finishes, grab top fives, uh, grab top fives, a lot of good finishes. But, uh, at, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going for wins and, uh, hopefully we can grab a few of them before the season's up. You got to love the competition you're going to be up against. You have raced against some of the guys. Well, I guess you've raced against uh, lots of them with, um, you know, going out there at Sunset Speedway, the ones that raced that day. Um, but you know how to attack some of these guys, and some of them are going to surprise the hell out of you, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that Sunset, you know, it, it was a, probably a little rougher atmosphere than I'm used to, but uh, I can get used to it, and um, I can hopefully uh, – hold my own against uh, some really tough competition for sure. Trayton, uh, coming, you know, your, your, your background, um, I think, you know, looking back on, on the, the, you know, career that you've had so far, um, you know, you were the youngest stock car champion in all of Canada in the, in the four cylinder division at sunset speedway. Uh, you progressed into a super stock, uh, stepped into a late model. You kind of took, you know, uh, baby steps, if you will. You you took it in stride, um, and and it, at every single level you won. What's it going to take, and and what's the difference jumping into the Pinty series? Um, if I had to compare the Pinty's car to anything that I've driven, I'd probably compare it to the street stock. I think so after my uh, one race at Sunset there. So I mean. Uh, I think it's it's definitely a lot different than than anything I've done. You know, with the with the long races, um, we got a lot of horsepower, but we we don't have much for suspension in in um, in in that sense. So the cars are definitely a lot different, and I'm gonna have to rely on my my brother and my dad and, and a lot of others that I have around me to to bounce knowledge off of them and and hopefully find out how and and figure out myself how I need to be there at the end of the race and. And I think that's really just the big thing with these cars. You know, you need to have your equipment and your tires just, just to be there at the end is a big thing. And uh, and that's where it gets exciting. Absolutely. Looking at, uh, of course, road course racing, I know you are you are uh, 100% dedicated to oval track racing. Uh, you got to be excited to get on to uh, some left and rights as well. I am really excited to go road course racing. Um I don't have any prior experience road course racing, so hopefully we can do some testing before the season starts there. But uh, thankfully, I do have a lot of people around me who are really good road course racers, such as my dad. So hopefully, I'll be able to bounce some ideas off of him, and, and uh, hopefully, not much has changed since he's been in the seat there, and, and he'll be able to help me out a little. All you got to do, Triton, is uh, get in the car with your dad, hit him with your hockey stick, and see what he does. That's You'll right. see. <laughs> yeah. Just let him go through the neighborhood. He'll show you what to do behind the wheel. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love to get back behind the wheel there. <laughs> oh man, your dad, uh, Jeff Lapsovich, unreal behind the wheel of a race car, both on ovals and on road courses. 
you guys grew up the right way. He's got to be uh, probably the main mentor, right? Uh, when when it comes time for you in a race car, is he the guy that gives you the last word before that window net goes up? Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's really hard for me to strap into a car without my dad. Uh, he's usually got to be there, and, and he still gives my lap belt the last tug before I go out. So, um, yeah, it's just I, I rely on my dad so much, and we have such a good relationship uh, working in the shop and at the racetrack. Um, I've been around racing a long time with him, and uh, and we have a lot of fun together, that's for sure. Trayton, talk a little bit about the uh, relationship uh, with, uh, with 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 TJ and the Rita Mono Group. Um, it, it's it's so special and it's so cool to see. Um, you know, TJ and, and his camp um, have done so much in the Penny Series in, in a short period of time, um, and you know you can see the sheer passion that TJ shares for the NASCAR Penty Series itself. Um, having the Rena Motto group on your car and, and being a part of that entire program has got to feel super special for you. Um, and, and talk a little bit about how the whole deal kind of came together, because I, I think that that is a really cool story. Yeah, I'm, I'm really honored to, to represent TJ in, in uh, all of our GC there. Um, TJ started helping us out a couple years ago with the Pro Late Model stuff in the APC series and whatnot. Uh, he got on the Super Stock for a couple big races at, at Flambro and that. So um, that's kind of where the relationship all started, and uh, I was introduced to him through through Mark Gillian. And um, we, we built a pretty good relationship. And then uh, this year, you know, we kind of wanted to uh, we wanted to do some Pinty's racing, and, and we weren't really sure how um, who was going to be with or uh, the time span, whether it was just going to be a couple races or full time. And then, um, you know, you had Quick Wick uh, help me out with the one-time deal there with uh, filling in for Tag's car. And uh, it just worked out perfect then. Uh, we got a perfect co-primary sponsorship to go full-time racing. Just uh, couldn't do it without either of them, that's for sure. And uh, uh, TJ and all of them at RGC are, are just great people and and I couldn't be more thankful to, to represent them. If you just tuned into Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. We are with Trey Lapsovich. He's going to drive the number 20 in the NASCAR Penny Series. Uh, in 2021, he's all set and ready to go for things. Uh, Trayton, those are a little bigger, little heavier stock car. Maybe not as nimble as what you're used to in your Prolate model. Uh, does that mean, like, I know you're going to focus on the NASCAR Penny Series, but does that mean we're not going to see you in a Prolate model, or do you have maybe the odd one planned every now and then? No, I definitely don't want to get too far away from the Prolate model, uh, the Prolate model in the ABC Series just yet. Uh, came really close to grabbing the first win in that series, so we got some big things lined up this year, uh, um, and we're really excited to, to release some of it soon, but definitely we'll still see us in, or see me in a pro-lay model more than a couple times this week. Trayton, I can hear the age in your voice. You know, it seems like only a couple of years ago uh, you were you were just a very young kid, and you, you had the squeak to your voice. You're you're getting you're you're growing up on us. You're making me feel old. Number one, and you're getting old. Yeah, just exactly. So you know. I know. Just so you know. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I I'm used to being the young guy. My name is Junior for crying out loud. You know, like I'm used, used to, to being be, young. You're going to be a senior here soon. No, I'm not. Definitely not. <laughs> but. Trayton, uh, you know, I always like talking about funny stories and, and always, you know, like reflecting back on stories. Um, you know, I, I've spotted for you a couple times and I think back to, you know, the time where I was like, man, this kid is the real deal. And 
you know, it was it was at Sobel Speedway. Uh, we were spotting for a super stock race, and I think it was only it was a thirty lap race or a fifty lap race, whatever it was. And um, you know, you you were coming up through the field. I think we started like ninth or tenth. Uh, you, you made a couple of real big passes, and then you kind of leveled off, and it was under green, and you didn't talk. You didn't like there was no talking on the radio. The yellow came out, and and you were all sorts of out of breath. You were just a young guy. And uh, you were like, guys, you know, uh, the power steering's out of it. And you were still making passes with no power steering. And, like, you were only, like, like, you know, four foot tall. And I was just blown away at that point. And you still finished the race in the top three uh, with no power steering and a heavy super stock. Um, I, I think back to that moment. That was where I was like, Trayton is the real deal. Where did you realize that you were becoming a veteran in this sport? You know, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about, right, when you mentioned super, or, uh, super stock at Savile. But, uh, yeah. Um, you were all sorts of wore out, man. <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I would, going down the straightaways, I would place my left hand at the top of the wheel and my right one at the bottom, go full crank into the corner as much as I could and then uh, level back out, coming out, uh, out of the corner and then reset for the next corner, so... That's definitely why there was no talk in there. Oh, 100%, man. And when you when you look at Sobel Speedway, it's just a tight racetrack. And when you – a super stock with no power steering, you know, a, a full-grown guy would be out of breath doing that. And and you were, you were you know, just a, a young lad. And uh, uh, it was absolutely incredible to see what you could do, the drive and the determination. But, you know, you've, you've earned your spot in the sport. And, and you, you, you've became a veteran – before you know, be, you know, be, be, being eighteen years old, you're a veteran in this deal. Um, do you feel comfortable when you go to the racetrack now, or do you still feel like the young guy? Um, in a sense, I, I still feel like the the young guy, and, and I'm sure that feeling is going to come back moving into the Pinty series. Um, I think being in the APC series for as many years as I was, uh, I think it was three years. I, I was starting to feel definitely. Uh, I was feeling less of like the young guy there with with the experience that I was getting and uh, the good finishes that I was racking up as well. as well, But I feel like that's going to all reset in a sense when I enter the Pinty Series and uh, just be introduced to a new crowd of drivers. You know, I look at you, Trayton, and I, I think of a young driver on Canada's East Coast. Now, uh, Dylan Blankhorn is older now, but when I first met Dylan Blankhorn, uh, I was out doing the IWK 250, and it was the Friday night show, uh, beforehand, I'm watching it, and the legend cars were out there. Uh, there was this young kid in a 67, and he was burning the track up. He was beating all these veteran guys. He goes to victory lane. I have no idea who this is behind the wheel of the 67 car. Uh, he gets to victory lane. He pops out, and here is this little guy. I mean little guy. And I'm going, hey, well, there, there's his son. Whereabouts is the driver? And somebody said, Joe, that is the driver. I said, yeah, you got to be kidding me, this kid. Look at this. And they handed him a bottle of champagne. And then they went and they grabbed it back. And they went, no, no, you're too young. You can't have that. And he goes, well, come on. I won't drink it. <laughs> so they handed it back to him. And um, then he sort of he shook it. And he paused for a moment. And then I seen the official go back over, and he was whispering in his ear. I was going, what, what the hell is he doing? Well, the official broke out laughing. He didn't know how to open the champagne. He didn't know how to open it to spray it. So uh, that's what you remind me of, not now, but when you first started running. Uh, I couldn't believe my eyes. I still can't believe my eyes. And I know 
Canada, if they don't know and haven't seen Trey Lapsovich race, they are in for a treat. Uh, you, you know what you're doing. Uh, you may be the rookie coming in, but you're not going to be the rookie on the racetrack. You're going to be showing some of these guys how to get the job done. And uh, it's got to be exciting times for you. I can guarantee that. Uh, are you going to get any test time in, or is that allowed through NASCAR before race number one? Uh, I'm really not sure about that one. Uh, I think at the moment everyone's kind of just waiting to see how the COVID plays out and, and uh, how the schedule all works out, whether or not we'll be, we will actually be racing um, the first race in May there. So I, I think as of right now, um, yeah, everyone's really just kind of waiting. No one really wants to spend um, too much time or, or money if, if it really is not going to happen for a few months yet. But, um, you know, really hoping that I can get some seat time on the road course and, and even try out some dirt if possible, too. It would uh, definitely be really useful during the season. Absolutely. Yeah, the dirt, the dirt race is going to be uh, one of the most neat, races that the NASCAR Pinty Series has ever had. How about a level uh, playing field? Oh, absolutely. 100% when you, level when on you that, look baby. at it, there's so many unknowns heading into it. Um, that's going to be a race that everybody just gets excited for because when you go into something where nobody knows what's happening, nobody knows what's going on, um, it, it's just a, it's going to be such a neat deal. Uh, Trayton, of course, your brother is a huge mentor to you. You guys, it seems like when you're at the racetrack, he's at the racetrack as well. Um, and, and when he's racing, you're, you're there as well. Um, and, and, you know, vice versa. You've obviously seen him go out and win the championship. Uh, you've seen him, you know, go out and win races. You've seen him get into squabbles. You've seen him celebrate, right? You've seen all of the, the behind the scenes stuff that Caden was able to do. Um, when you look at that, obviously coming through, um, is there anything that, that you, you know, want to do differently or, or, or it, it, do you want to do everything the same? Do you, how, how do you stack up against what your brother was able to do in the series? Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's, there's definitely things that, um, you know, looking at from the outside that you can see, uh, I think Caden did a, an amazing job when he won the championship there. So I think that's going to be the same uh, same goal in my mind to go out there and win. And um, you know, I'm definitely going to rely on Caden for his help. Uh, I, I think he Caden loves helping me, and, and I really appreciate that. So um, yeah, even with him in North Carolina, we still definitely talk a lot uh, talk a lot about cars and, and the setups within. So. Uh, no, I, I'm just really thankful to have Caden's help, and uh, and I'm probably going to do most of the stuff the same as him, and hopefully that means winning. Yeah, good time for an update. Have you been talking to dear old brother? How's he making out? Has he been behind the wheel yet this year in that 16 car down there? Caden hasn't been behind the wheel yet, but um, I think he's hoping to soon. As of right now, he's really having a good time working on the cars there at Ham, at Hamkey Race Cars. Yeah, and does he get a chance to see Kyle? Has he spoke of it at all? Does Kyle drop in every now and then? Um, I think the the one time he saw Kyle was at the the race, the one race in Wisconsin. Um, it was a two hundred lapper back in the summer. Uh, I forget which one it was, but I think that would have been the last time he saw him. Right. Cool. Right. Yeah, and, and what what a guy. What, what, you'll be getting some good information down there. Now, whether that will translate itself into a NASCAR Pindy's car, it'll probably help a whole lot better over on the Prolate side, but the NASCAR Pindy side, they're a different animal, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're uh, 
when I first got into uh, the Pinty's car, I was I was really amazed about uh, how much more horsepower I had compared to the to the late model because I was under the impression that the late model was pretty quick. But um, getting behind the Pinty's car was a whole different animal, as you said. And um, uh, yeah, it was just the lack of grip was was really evident uh, going out for the first time, and, and that's definitely something that I, I need to get better with. Um, I felt as though at sunset when I filled in for Taglani that. I was really good on the short run, but I just couldn't quite keep my stuff together for the long run, and uh, that's something that I plan to work on going into the full season. Well, you burn the tires off it, and that's natural, right? When you get into something, you want to let it go, and I guess in one of those, you got to bide your time, and a lot of it will be set up. How about the crew that's going to surround you? Uh, is that all picked out yet? Who's the crew chief going to be? I'm not quite sure about that one yet, but uh, I know it's definitely a really good group over at 22 Racing. Um, I was I was really amazed with with how great they were when uh, when I did the race at sunset there. How about Spotter? Do you got that put out? Like, is Jeff gonna spot for you? You gonna have dear old Dad hanging around somewhere, maybe in your rear? I think Jeff is gonna be my, or my, I think Dad is gonna be my tire guy. He's nice. gonna, a tire guy. The tire guy, absolutely. The tire guy, yeah. There you go. Well, you'll put and him to work. He'll he'll be on the radio too at some point. You can <laughs> guarantee it. hundred oh. percent. Definitely. 100%. Trayton, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing everything come together for you, and, and I'm looking forward to the news. You should be breaking the news about the late model stuff on this interview. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way that it should go. Um, I'm, I'm just saying. No, you know, his I'm just poking you a little bit. His dad's with a gun I know. pointed like I that. Know. Don't you say a word. I know. Don't but you the, say a word. You know, I'm just saying. This is a perfect opportunity. You're on a mic. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good yeah. deal. There you go. But, uh, no, I'm really looking forward to seeing everything come together. Uh, I think you're going to do great things, and, and uh, the fans are definitely, you know, in for, uh, in for some exciting times. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on a road course. That, I, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I think it's going to be exciting. And, um, you know, best of luck, man. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I know what Frank Wall will be doing. He'll be lighting one of those quick wicks underneath the seat. He'll be lighting it up, That's race right. one. You'll be wondering why your rear end's getting hot. It'll be Frank. <laughs> That's right. That's what it'll be, bud. Well, you have a good one. We uh, got to thank you for your time tonight, Trayton. It's been great catching up with you, and uh, well, I know we all look forward to watching you, kiddo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. The number 20 in the NASCAR Penny Series. That is Trayton Lapsovich. He's going to be a good one, Junior. Uh, another, yet another one that you're going to have to watch out for, spotting for that 17 car. Yeah. I don't. I don't know um, who I'll be spotting for next year, but uh, I, I imagine it'll be the seventeen. I don't know for sure what the uh, what the plan is. We'll figure that out on night number one when I get there. Well, depends on if I fit into the Castrol crew shirt. You know, it's the twenty fifth of April, right? Yeah, I know, but there's COVID and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I I, I don't know who I'm going to be driving. Well, or who I'm going to be spotting for a little bird. A little bird came in my ear and said, "Race number one at Sunset Speedway." For the Pindy series is going to be scrubbed because it is right up against the lockdown. It's going to be postponed. Well, postponed. Okay. Yes. But that's, that's what I, I've heard. I, I but heard that through you the grapevine as well. I have but. not heard that officially yet. No, neither have but I. But that's what the talk is. And you can't really blame them. No, like if it's right up against all. the... Uh, the lockdown. Well, they and they did a great job with the schedule with that with that entire intention in place because you know I, I think back to the, the we had a guest on uh, last week was it last week or the week before um, where um, you know they kind of broke it down and the the schedule 
you know, they only had one race in May. They only had one race in yeah. June. They only had one race in July with that sole intention that if, if the lockdowns were happening and they couldn't get out of the gate, they're not scrubbing two, three, and four races. Right, right. And moving everything around. Um, really, the schedule is, is backloaded towards the end of the season. Um, and, and for a reason. For a reason. And, and that is for, you know, they, they were anticipating that at the beginning of the year there could be some, some hurdles to jump through. And I actually, I, reflecting back on it, it was Luke Ramsey. When we were talking to Luke, um, yes, you know we, yeah, yeah. we had that conversation. Um, they they kind of structured the schedule with that in mind, in you know, and 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 really focusing on getting getting as much racing as they could, right? Um, as, as safely as they could as well. So, if you look at the schedule, <laughs> it's uh, it's looking good for the end of the year. I think we're going to get some some really good racing in. Um, is it going to be the whole schedule? I can't really foresee it, um, but. I, I've been surprised before, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's, um, it, it'll be really interesting to see how it all comes together. I know one thing, Trayton Lapsovich, it, it was big news that he was coming full-time. Yes. Yep. Um, even bigger news, I think, that he's going to be behind the wheel of a Scott Steckley car. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is uh, really positive news. When you look at the names that are returning, obviously there are a couple names that are stepping away, right? You've got uh, Jason Hathaway. He's kind of stepping out of the seat. Well, He's, he's not going to be driving. He's going to GM. Exactly. GM of the team. So, so, but he's not going to be you know, behind the wheel, strapping right, on a helmet. Right. Um, but you've got some new names, like Trayton Lapsovich stepping in. And, and uh, um, they're... The, the schedule itself lends well to a lot of these Ontario guys. It'll be interesting to see what the Western guys do. If we're going to see some Western guys jump in yep. uh, and Pop girls, up. right? Yep. Chantal Kalika, I know she put it out there. Uh, listened to a great uh, interview uh, with Chantel, um, with the, with Graydon and those guys. And, uh, you know, Chantel is uh, is looking at putting her program together even more. Uh, I know Jamie Krizik has got a really nice car um, sitting out there, the number 34 uh, from out in Alberta. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see that. And then as well, the, the guys like Siebert, are we going to see Trevor and Riley at all? Yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, it'll, be, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, all the names that come once the you know the lockdowns start to end and we get a chance to actually throw the green flag in the air. Well, we're going to hit a quick break here. We will be back. We got lots more to come. Corey Heim is coming up. Ken Cunning. Uh, we got lots more to come. Stay with us. We will be back. Race fans, it's Kyle McKenzie. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuel, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. 
from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchat. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You? Go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you close. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Everybody to Race Time Radio live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. You got Race Time Radio. I'm Joe, along with Joe Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio, and so happy to be back with you. Let me tell you, coming up in hour number two, we have Ken Cunning of the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, brand new title sponsor. We'll talk to Kenny about that and all things tour. And then We've got Corey Heim coming up on the show. He won the Arca Menard Series event at Talladega. He's also going to be making his truck debut at Darlington in the number 51. So Corey Heim going to join us in our number two. But, Junior, i got a couple things we got to talk about here. Yeah. Just before we throw it back to Toronto for the news update. Uh, that's going to come up here in the next oh, nine minutes or so. But uh, got a couple things I want to talk about. Number one. Got to welcome RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Uh, you can find them. Go to our site. Click on the link, and it'll take you directly to RPM um, Race Parts. Uh, it's Chris LeBaron, good friend of Race Time Radio, uh, and they have joined the fold here at RTR. So we want to uh, definitely make you aware of RPM Race Parts. Uh, another thing that has been on my mind uh as you know uh, our serious xm listeners were kind of looking for race time radio over the last seven eight weeks going hey where did you guys go like you were on this channel forever and uh, lo and behold we're back with you what took place and if you're a faithful listener to race time you'll know that we sold our place uh, and the studio got all folded up and went away 
Now we're into our new place and into our brand new studio, and we are back up and uh, on the air with you live on Sirius XM. But I want to let you know, I am now into an area where we've got high-speed Internet, which we never had before. Not true high-speed Internet uh, in the last studio. We had Internet to get by with. We never had true high-speed Internet. So we get into our new studio, and we have Rogers available to us. So, of course, I pick up the Rogers Ignite, and it comes with television. So I've got TV through Rogers. That's fantastic. I'm all so excited until I go to get Rev TV. Yeah. And I can't get Rev TV Canada. Nope. So I'm like peeking. I'm going, come on. Everybody else offers Rev TV Canada. How come Rogers doesn't offer this? This here's nuts. Yep. So uh, I put my request in with Rogers. And um, I was talking actually to Mike Garrow of Rev TV Canada. And I said, hey, Mike. I tried to get your service through Rogers, and no go. What's yep. the deal? He said, Joe, I want you to know that they have absolutely everything they need to fire Rev TV Canada off, and they will, they will be one day, but what it's going to take is people like us the saying after, to Rogers, yep. saying, hey, we'd like Rev TV Canada. Can you offer it to us in our package? So um, I've done it. And I'm going to do it again next week because I really do want Rev TV Canada. They've got 160 live races coming at us this year, and I want to take advantage of that. Yep. Um, and they're the only Canadian broadcast network on television offering what they're offering. Absolutely. So um, if you're a short track fan like me, if you're a race fan like me, and you have Rogers, what we all need to do next week is call into Rogers and strongly suggest that they pick up Rev TV Canada for us so that we can actually add it to our channel lineup. 100%. Um, that would be a great idea. I know uh, you got kind of used to Rev TV Canada, too. And now uh, you, you're in the same boat I am with Rogers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I will be calling. Um, it, it, it's definitely needed. Um, I love Rev TV. I love what they've what they've got going on, and uh, I think that there's uh, you know when you look at at the schedule of races that they've got coming on down the pipe, um, you know I need to have it. So I'll be I'll be looking for a different provider if it's if uh, if they can't offer it to me. So it's uh, definitely I, I you know urge everybody give them a call and uh, and you know request it. I think that it's uh, if you're a race fan, I mean that's something that. Uh, uh, that you should you should want to have. Well, they got a bunch of Canadian races coming on too, yeah. and that's uh, what I'm really interested in. Is of course um, we are Canadian up here, and um, I'd really like the advantage of having those races live. Absolutely, when I can't be there. That'd uh, be kind of cool, and, and they've they've got some really great coverage through Speed Sport as well, right? Oh, so they, Speed Sport's they on have, their Sunday They have a night. tremendous amount of uh, of races through there, and uh, just great programming all in all. So I'll definitely be calling one hundred percent. Well, last weekend we had uh, Todd Lewis on, yep. Rev Culture, yep. and he's at St. Petersburg today. So um, that race is in the books. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Todd made out today. I bet you had a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, it, you know, looking looking at the weather that they had down there, it was uh, it was 
perfect. It was pristine weather. <laughs> it was this, uh, Chamber of Commerce style weather. But, uh, uh, you know, some big news that came down the pipe as well this week. Um, Stephen Nassie stepped out on his own. Left Did he? Jet, left Jet Racing. Wow. Um, him and his crew chief, Chris Cater, um, uh, both of them um, stepped out and uh, have formed Stephen, Ra- Stephen Nassie Racing, um, which, uh, you know, going out on his own. And, and uh, of course, this weekend, he's racing the late model stock uh, for Fathead Racing um, and, and those guys. But uh, uh, the next time you see Stephen Nassie in a super late model, it's going to be his own deal. So um, it will him and Chris Cater um, together collectively. And, uh, uh, you know, when, when a driver sees an opportunity and, and uh, they, they, you know, I think that when you look at it, um, you know, he's got enough knowledge and enough clout within the industry that uh he, he he's got some really unique ideas and, sure and uh, i imagine that uh they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure with that team and and uh, best of luck for them uh with that new venture i think it's going to be cool and then as well josh berry uh who we just touched on one at, at martinsville in the nascar xfinity series he went to victory lane today in the big late model stock race at orange county speedway down in north carolina uh in the uh big 30 thousand dollar to win um you know uh, late model stock portion of the event um uh, still waiting on the super late model um you know winner uh but uh josh berry picked up the dub in uh in in the big big show down there and it was all live on pit road tv uh, cars tour tv yes. um you want to check that out if you uh, have never looked into cars uh racing or if you've never looked into pit road television you got to do that uh, quality broadcast, pay-per-view, yes, uh, but you can pick them up, and um, uh, you will just absolutely love the product that they spin out. Um, Tony Stevens and his whole group of guys do an amazing job, and uh, that was one I missed today. Teledega was on, so it's pretty hard for me to switch off Teledega, and, of course, we're busy prepping for today's show, so um, sort of took me out of the mix for the Cars Tour, but... Um, I, I am in for it throughout the course of the year. Uh, some excellent short track racing. Um, do you know, is Pit Row going to be back up to do that uh, big race at Jennerstown? Oh, uh, yeah. They, yeah, they will, will be, be back up this year? Yep. That yep. was amazing. You know, if it wasn't for Pit Row Television, I would have never be- had a chance to look in at uh, at that track. At Jennerstown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what a track. Five-eighths-mile track. Some of the best racing that we've seen last year through the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely glued to Pit Road Television. Yep. Yeah. And, and Pit Road TV. You know, when you look at uh, at the schedule that the Cars Tour has got, you know, they go to some very unique racetracks. Oh, um, huge. And, and, you know, it's definitely interesting. You know, any race that... Uh, takes place, you know, in the Carolinas. Um, you know, a big one that jumps out to me that they spend a lot of time at is Hickory Motor Speedway. Um, you know, they they had the Easter Bunny 150 uh, earlier on, and uh, they've got lots more coming down the pipe on that side. And um, you know, Orange County and and uh, you know Tri County Speedway and a bunch of those down in the Carolinas are are just you know staples and uh, uh, just love watching the content that the Cars Tour puts out. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it sure is. Top-running DGM team in Xfinity. How about the 36 of Alex Labe finished 22nd? Hey, we got to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights, and then Hour 2 begins right here tonight, live on Racetime Radio, 
Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Stay right there. We will be back in just a mere 90 seconds. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality in Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, Junior, we are back with you live for hour number two tonight. Ken Cunning from the Maritime Pro Stock Tour coming up in mere seconds here. Live with us tonight on Race Time, we'll talk everything to do with the Maritime Pro Stock Tour brand new title sponsor. Uh, all that was just announced the other day, and I know we got lots to talk to Kenny about. He is the general manager of the tour, so he got all the information we'll be looking for. Uh, we'll also hear tonight from Corey Heim, short track ace that's really making his name down south. Uh, of course, winning the Arkham Menard Series today, or not today, Friday. Uh, not Saturday. T- Saturday, not Friday. Saturday. I'll get it right one of these times. Uh, but he goes end-to-end and bookends uh, the Super Speedway stuff with Venturini and that number 20. And uh, he is going to pop on the show here and join us. He's also going to be making his truck debut at Darlington. So Corey Heim coming up uh, in uh, about a half hour from now. But let's get to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in a good friend of Race Time Radio. How about the general manager, from the Maritime Pro Stock Tour, we have him. We got Ken Cunning. I know we kept him up. It's late on the East Coast, but he stayed awake. What's going on, my bud? Hey, Joe. How are you tonight? Doing fantastic. Man, you guys uh, you guys have been busy out there on the East Coast. It's been a little busy. It's uh, not the the normal off-season, but uh, it's it's all good. It's, it's really good, in fact, so... Uh, we're, we're quite pleased. So you got the rules all out of the way, Ken. When was that? Did you get them done back in December, January, or was it a little later this year before you put out the, uh, the, the, the book of rules that all the guys got to attain to? Well, we, we, we did it on a, a, a call on, in December, and we, we ironed it all out, and then we went home to write them, and uh, we're, still, <laughs> we're still amending them as we go, but... Uh, um, everybody knows what they're doing going forward, and uh, uh, we'll be ready to roll uh, whenever COVID says we can race. So was there much change at all, Ken? We won't dive into the rules, but was there much change, or was it fairly subtle? No, it's uh, there were a few little things, but we didn't think where we're last year we, we didn't have a season, basically. We ran two races 
as the tour. Um, we didn't want to change anything. Uh, drivers didn't get the race. Sponsorship was tight and all that sort of thing. So it wasn't the year to make uh, changes in rules. And, uh, you know, our rules are, are basically constructed to keep costs down. And uh, we try, it, it's the same old, every tracker series does the same thing. They try to keep the racers in the box and the, bo- and the racers try to escape from that box all the time. So uh, it's just, it, we're not looking to make big changes anywhere, but as technology changes and things come on the market, we uh, sort of investigate and see if, if that's something we would like to go with uh, or not. And uh, it's a lot of cases, it's money behind it uh, or lack of whatever you want to, <laughs> which way you want to phrase it. But uh, we want to keep things um, competitive for everybody. Um, we don't want the big teams, and, I, and when I say big teams, teams that have sponsorship to be able to buy uh, performance and buy race wins and that sort of thing. We want it decided on the racetrack, so that's that's our, our objective. Well, when it comes to competition, I have seen a lot of short track races. I won't tell you how many, but I can just tell you it's a, it's a lot. And when it comes time for competition on the racetrack and the variety of racetrack uh, the, the, the racetracks that the Parks for Trucks goes to uh, across the Maritimes here in Canada. Uh, you can't get any tighter competition, Ken. If it's not broke, I guess you can't fix it. Yeah, that, that's, that's uh, I, I'm not uh, so egotistical to say if it's not broke, we don't fix it. Uh, the, the racers do a hell of a job for us. Uh, we just try to give everybody the same playing field and try to keep it. Are relatively inexpensive as we can, and, and any racing is expensive. Everybody knows that. Um, we, we want it decided on the racetrack, and we want good hard racing, but side-by-side racing, and something that captures the imagination of the fans. And, and it's no fun going to the racetrack as a fan if you know car such-and-such such is going to win every night. And uh, so it's uh, we've been lucky that way. We've had some really good championships points battles over the years uh races are always hotly contested so uh it, it's working uh, fans like it drivers are depending on the yeah. night some some don't like it some do like it but that'll change the next week so a week ago junior and i are on this show we're talking uh, i seen a release that parts for trucks is going to be stepping back a wee bit uh they're going to still remain as part of the series, but the title, they're going to step back from the title. I kind of thought they were there for 2021. And then uh, Friday, I get a release, and I just about, uh, well, I just about dropped my phone. I couldn't believe it. Um, East Coast International now is going to be the title sponsor for 2021. Uh, that's fantastic news. And it's even cooler that Parts for Trucks is still going to be part. Yeah, Um yeah, it's a great situation. Parts for Trucks uh, have been a great supporter of the tour from day one. Um, they took over about 10 years ago as the as the presenting sponsor. Be great people to work with. Um, they were race fans, and the ones that weren't became race fans. They were always at the racetrack. Um, they were just they were just great to work with, and we hate to see them go. Uh, but their situation changed in the sense of uh, they were bought out uh, or acquired. I guess they weren't bought out, 
by another company, uh, not in the parts line, but, um, you know, things like that happen. Uh, they see uh, value in what we're doing at the on the tour, and they will be staying around, and stay tuned. We'll be announcing what they're doing. And uh, East Coast International came on board. Uh, we started talking with them a little bit ago, and we're excited to, to look forward to what they're doing. David Lockhart is principal at East Coast uh, International, and he has uh, some experience at Scotia Speedway uh, from previous times. Uh, great guy to work with. Uh, he's got uh, four shops in, in the Maritimes, so it fits what we're doing. And, uh, um, you know, he's, uh, he's keen to go, and his folks are keen to go. So that makes it uh, uh, great for us in the sense that uh, uh, we're not trying to drag somebody kicking and screaming. So uh, uh, he, he has his objectives of what he wants to accomplish with this, and it, it dovetails with ours. So... We're looking forward to it. We the new logos out. Uh, we're designing a tire trailer and you know pace cars and things like that. So that, as those get done, we'll we'll uh, get them out on social media so everybody can have a look. Oh, dynamite stuff! And I remember the Lockhart races quite well at Scotia Speed World. Some of the biggest battles that we've seen in the tour. Um, always great to have someone involved that is involved and. Uh, Definitely those guys are, and kind of cool, too. They've got locations at Dartmouth. Uh, they're out in uh, Charlottetown, so you've got, uh, you know, like Oyster Bed Speedways uh, right there. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Moncton is another one. Uh, they're in all your locations that you race in, and that's, uh, that, that's kind of critical, too. So they're going to be able to involve their customers as well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, and they just opened a, a, a new facility in Charlottetown, and it was actually sort of dovetailed with what we were doing. And uh, Kent Vincent, who drives the eight car on our tour, he, he's from uh, Crapaw outside of uh, Charlottetown on the way to Summerside. So uh, he was part of their opening uh, day, or their grand opening, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, they have a shop just uh, outside of Truro on the way to Halifax, a brand new shop. That's couple years old brand new shop in Dartmouth and uh, a shop in Moncton so we strike off all the uh, his areas and uh, he he does the same for us I mean uh, if you're selling over-the-road tractors um, you just go in the grandstand of any racetrack or any series in Canada or the U.S. and you'll find truckers so uh, our, our fans are his customers or potential customers and uh, he won't have to go far to find them that's cool too they've all got serious xm satellite radios too that's your favorite <laughs> exactly exactly so uh um it's uh you know if, if you look who's been involved with this parts for trucks have been there 10 years uh, we have a, a nova trucking center has been with with us for a number of years so it's uh coming to these little cats diesel um it's it seems to be a natural fit uh, our crowd um is are their customers so uh it's it's hopefully it's very beneficial for him and i know it will be for us i see the 
you know the business landscape of the Maritimes, and it, it's like it, you guys have your own economy. You know, when you when you look at the the Atlantic Canada, when you look at the entire Atlantic Canada province base, um, you guys do a, an impeccable job, a, an absolutely amazing, phenomenal job at at supporting your own right it, it, when you look at at the the maritimes and you look at at the base of of advertisers that are in the pro stock tour um you know there there's obviously national companies and there's there's you know a, a handful of national companies that are involved but usually tied to a local or a regional company that is that is there and i think that that really a lot of tours need to take a look at at how you guys attract advertisers not only for the tour like not only for the sanctioning body itself but also the teams right when you look at uh, at the the names that are on the cars um they're usually companies that that are you know selling their product or service to all of the maritimes not just you know one city or one province it's not joe's haircutting Right. It's not it's not a mom and pop shop. It is, you know, regional companies. And I think that there's a lot to be said about how you guys attract them. Number one, retain them. Number two, and then as well, leverage them, um, you know, within each individual race market that you go to. Um, uh, the, the pro stock tour really takes it to another level on attracting that regional dollar. And I, I love the aspect of what the pro stock tour has that a lot of the other series don't is, is that it's, you know, multi provinces, right? There's multiple provinces that you guys touch, uh, PEI, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, um, you know, that, that in itself is super valuable and lucrative for, for the series, but it's also the key to success and the reason why you guys have strong car counts and the reason why you guys have, you know, a, a good competitive base um, and, and, and are able to maintain it and really increase it every single year uh, with companies like that. So I really got to take my hat off to you guys as a tour um, because it's, uh, you know, it's part of your, the magic of your sauce. Oh, thanks, Junior. It's uh, it's it, it, it's a a slog sometimes. Um, we're very cognizant of what we're trying to do. We want our sponsors, uh, being the tour sponsors, to be presented well in a certain way in all our events, and we we work hard to have that done. And the, and the staff do a great job of of accomplishing what we want to do and how we want to present it. We're, we're keenly aware of what the car teams are doing or, or the, the teams in, in getting sponsorship for their race cars. Um, it's a symbiotic relationship in the sense that we can't race without cars and they can't, the cars or the drivers can't race without a tour. So uh, we, we want their sponsors uh, to do well on the tour as well. And you're right. Uh, we have some regional sponsorships that are that cover all three provinces, or maybe even Atlantic Canada. We have sponsorships that are are strong in individual provinces or areas of provinces. But they're for the most part they're all well known, solid companies there that have been around for a while and have a um, a relationship with with customers in their area or in all areas. And there, it's, it's, I think it's important that we as a tour strive to give the sponsors more for their dollar than, 
than maybe they would normally uh, because it's uh, fans will come out. Uh, it's a great way to get your name in front of uh, uh, fans or, or people. And as everybody knows, race, racing fans are, are the most loyal fans of all the sports in North America. So uh, uh, it, it works. Uh, we work hard at it. Um, you know, we not that we pick and choose our sponsors, but we, we, I guess, target certain ones when we're looking for something. And so far, so so good. We, we've been able to convert them and, and bring them on board. And, uh, you know, and then it's, it's provide the service and provide the, the situation that they're looking for. And uh, it, 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 it doesn't sound hard. But it, it, some days it, it's hard to get everything put together. It's monotonous, uh, especially racing outdoors. That's that's a killer on lousy weather. But uh, every track and every series goes through that. Goes through that. Absolutely, I would I would draw a comparison. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that Texas has its own economy, and 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 I would say the same thing. I, I would draw the, the exact same parallels to the the Maritimes. You know, it's uh, uh, people people in Texas support people in Texas, and and people in the Maritimes support people in the Maritimes. That's the Absolutely. way that that's We've been the way here that it a long is. Time. Yep, exactly. Um, uh, people in the Maritimes are friendly. They're competitive, but they're friendly. And they want to support their own. Uh, they'll they'll deal with regional companies. And I bet if you go to I don't know who Stanfields, I bet they sell more underwear and per capita than the Maritimes or Atlantic Canada. They they do anywhere else. So you know it's it's just you got Irvings and you've got McCain's and it just goes on and on. And people will support them. They supply jobs. They supply opportunities send your kids to school and things like that. So um, if they do right by everyone, they'll support them. We're with Ken Cunning tonight. He is the general manager of the East Coast International Maritime Pro Stock Tour uh, right out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, Ken, no doubt COVID is still kicking around. Uh, Here in Ontario, we're in a lockdown situation, and we will be until May 20th. What is the current situation on Canada's East Coast in the Maritimes? What can race fans look forward to? I know race number one is going to take place at Petty. What is the situation as we know of it on the 25th of April? A week ago, it looked really good. Uh, They were talking about opening the the Atlantic bubble on the 19th. I guess that would be two weeks ago. Now, um, we had... uh, a situation. Uh, we, everybody has the, the new strains in in um, of the COVID, and we have the same thing. But we've had a spike in uh, in cases. Um, we've had some issues with uh, some kids at university partying and that sort of thing, and somebody coming in to visit from Ontario actually, um, and they had a barbecue, a family barbecue, or something like that, and cases are just flying off. Like crazy, and, and for us anyway, our numbers are nowhere near yours. Um, but uh, the premier and the the head of health for Nova Scotia, they they've got uh, the central zone, which is Halifax area. Uh, we're shut down. Um, everything's sort of going for two weeks to see what happens, or maybe longer. And um, they're asking people not to travel into the central zone from the other portions of the province and for us not to go out 
and you know it's no it's my biggest thing right now is um my truck is in Truro. <laughs> I can't get it. You're right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's not bad. Um, our numbers, I think, will come down uh, testing. They've, they've called for people that are asymptomatic to come get tested because they want to find out where where the disease is, and it is ridiculous. Uh, um, my daughter and I went uh, today to get tested, and the rest of the family went uh last night yesterday afternoon and in both places were just packed so um you know like most people in the maritimes will work hard to keep everybody safe and uh, or try to keep everybody safe so uh it, it's right now we're we're put back some uh, because we don't um we have to get things opened up the biggest thing is the atlantic bubble i mean we can't have a tour if we can't go to new brunswick or pei and Conversely, the cars from PEI in New Brunswick can't come to Nova Scotia, so we need that open so we can travel. Uh, other than that, uh, we're touching base with public health to make sure that the plans we had for last year are still good for this year and make some tweaks that we would like to make and, and see what they want to do. But, uh, I mean, we were visited a number of times at Scotia Speed World uh, for Friday night racing and tour racing and had... A uh, very good response. Uh, once they, after they were in and did their inspections, they always send us a report. So um, we feel we we can do it uh, safely, and uh, and keep uh, racers happy, keep fans happy, and not take any chances. So that's that's the plan. Uh, we're we're looking forward to racing. It's just a matter of now of, of getting New Brunswick Northern Western. Northwestern portion of New Brunswick borders on Maine and Quebec, and they were having some problems in a town that's uh, not all that big, so I don't know why it's still going on. But the number of uh, count they have that everybody in the in the town must be sick. Right, right. It's pretty wild. When you look at New Brunswick last year, they were really the only one in Canada that was even close to resembling what we would call normal. And I know well, they did social distancing and did all that kind of stuff. But Petty International Raceway, for all intents and purposes, had a good season versus what we experienced everywhere else in Canada. Uh, it was kind of crazy. But uh, no, it doesn't sound like they're as lucky. And, and that's too bad because they were uh, a good source of entertainment for all of us. Uh, and I guess, Ken, the best way to put it, at this particular point in time, is wait and see. Uh, a couple of weeks from now, we should be, uh, or, or whenever you guys get an update on what is going to trigger and how it's going to happen, we'll have to get you back on the program and uh, definitely unleash it amongst everybody because you know everyone is excited to get the season underway. And we all kind of thought that 2021 was going to be the year that we were going to be able to go back to normal. And it kind of looks like uh, maybe it's just going to get pushed off until, you know, maybe June or July or whatever the case may be. We should have a race season this year. Just depends on uh, when, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I hope I hope so anyway. I mean, we're taking the same tact as, as last year. We want a race. Um, like we're not thrown in the towel in May or June saying we're done. Um, we, we had only had two races in Nova Scotia pro stock races last year, but, uh, 
we we went down kicking and screaming in the sense that once we could open up, we opened up. Um, we got a few more races at Scotia Speed World um, on Friday nights. But uh, if it, last year taught us anything, it's easier to prepare to race and pull back than it is to get the okay and then have to scramble to do it. So we're we're opening up uh, the track. Tracks are opening. Um, Petty's getting ready. Anaganisha's getting ready. Oyster Bed is getting race ready. And uh, it, then it, it, it just the the disease will determine what we do. COVID will be the big factor. And I guess what makes it a little more complicated is we're dealing with three different provincial uh, public health departments and governments. So it, it's and they try to stay pretty close. They they have a a meeting periodically, quite frequently, with the premiers of each of the three provinces or four provinces because Newfoundland's involved as well. Um, but um, you know we're sort of at the mercy of what they see the disease doing and what we're allowed to do. So uh, we're, we're, you know, doing what we do every year to get going and, and hoping for the best. Well, so it's, we're not going to pull the plug in, as I said, May and June and say we're done. Right, right. And that, that, that's typical. Uh, you guys, Cecil Vance, uh, everyone out there, um, you, you guys do it right. I can guarantee that. Um, I, the best way, let's count the blessings so far, we've got a brand-new title sponsor, which is huge news, uh, especially at the tail end of a pandemic. How about that? Uh, that's saying a lot for the tour right there. Um, but, uh, you know, when we, we've got to count our blessings, and hopefully everybody rolls up that sleeve, gets vaccinated, and we can get underway. Uh, as soon as the weather warms up, we don't want to go when it's too cold anyway, right? No, that's for sure. Um, I was in on Thursday, got my vaccination. My number finally came up, so that's good. And, uh, you know, I'd encourage everybody to do that, to get a vaccination when you can. And that's just a little more protection for you and stop the bug from spreading. So uh, other than that, we're uh, we're, we're going to get fired up and get ready to race. And, and uh, so when we can, we're ready. And uh, it, it's, you know, speaking of sponsors and, and things like that, we have not lost a sponsor due to COVID. No one has just thrown their hands up and said, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm done. Uh, They've all stayed with us. In fact, some of us called and said, are you guys going to send us an invoice this year? (laughs) It's like, no, because we don't know what we're going to do. And we don't want to invoice you. You pay us. We have to give you money back or whatever. So, Uh, but they've all stood behind us and said, if you're racing them there, that's so that's that's you know appreciative uh, from our end. Uh, it helps to know that they're behind us, and uh, it's uh, you know a lot of sponsors are sponsors, but they, they become race fans too. It's it's funny how that happens. They don't really have a a racing experience until they become a sponsor, and then they're around the racetrack a little more, and, and you can just see the the racing bug biting them and getting greater. So it's. Uh, it's great to have sponsors like that. It's, it's, I'm very appreciative of, of them. Well, you guys have earned absolutely every one of them. Kenny, this has been great catching up with you tonight. I know we look forward to getting you back on this show when we can roll out the plan on uh, where you're going to be and how it's going to look. And I know I look forward to the day that uh, we're going to be able to get back out there 
and join news on the East Coast of Canada and bring it to the rest of Canada. Uh, but this has been great tonight, my friend. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Joe. Good talking to you and Junior. Uh, it will be fun when we get going and you can get back down here again and and uh, the weather warms up and, and we get, uh, you know, down here we only get about three nice nights in the summer, it, it seems. Um, other than when you're so close to the water, the water has a big impact on, on your temperatures and that sort of thing. So uh, it's uh, it's not that bad. We, we have some pretty decent weather, but it's... Uh, it, it's just nice. Everybody's looking forward to it. Some people have new cars, and it's, uh, you know, it's just everybody's chomping and ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be dynamite when we can get under that green flag. Uh, congratulations on the new title. Uh, take care. Say hi to everybody out there, and uh, we'll definitely keep everybody up to date right here on Race Time Radio. Thank you, Joe. Talk to you soon. You want to believe it? That's Ken Cunning of the. Uh... East Coast International Parts for Trucks Tour. Uh, Dynamite, they are going to get under the green flag. The question is when, and when that comes, we will have all the information for you right here on Race Time Radio. Quick break, and then we're going to grab a winner from Talladega and a guy that's going to make his debut in a truck at Darlington. Coming up next. Hey Canada, this is Michelle Wallace at Edmonton International Raceway, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents go too. They go big bulk shopping. Hey, I got 50 jars of dunk sauce. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated <laughs> energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. Live from America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. 
taking you all the way to the track and back. Back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167. Let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in, how about a winner from this past weekend at Talladega Super Speedway in the Arkham Menard Series. This driver drives the number 20 JBL for Venturini. We've got him. we got Corey Hine with us. What's going on, Corey? How you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, man, oh, man, what a weekend for you. You did it again. Super Speedway's you, and I guess uh, it doesn't help to have friends. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we got it done again on a Super Speedway. Um, coming into the year, I really didn't think I would uh, have a lot of fortune at those tracks. You know, never have any or much experience at all in those bigger racetracks. But, um, you know, like you said, it uh, doesn't help to have friends, and, uh, you know, everything played itself out right, and we got it done. Well, that's what happens when you're good behind the wheel. Uh, those super speedway races, you got to be methodical. Uh, you got to play them like a chess match, right? You got to be in the right place at the right time. You got to save your equipment. You got to save fuel. There is so much demand on you as a driver behind the wheel of that car uh, to go out and win the race. I know they can give you a good car, but it takes a lot of driver to go out and actually get it done. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, dimensions on super speedway racing rather than, you know, short track racing or intermediate racing. Um, there's just a lot of different things you got to keep in mind. And, you know, of course, everyone's a lot closer. So um, there's a lot, a lot more wrecks to be, you know, prone to happen throughout the race. So um, there's a lot of factors. I mean, luck is definitely one of them. And um, a lot of it's just staying out of trouble throughout the race. And, you know, like you said, putting yourself in the right place at the right time. So um, we got the whole nine yards there, fortunately, throughout the race. And at the end, we were uh, in a prime position in P3 at the last restart there. So, um, I don't know. We just uh, we, we kind of got a little bit lucky with our place at the end there and having Drew really close to me. But, um, you know, it is what it is, and we, we, we got it done. Corey, uh, first off, did you get yelled at for not getting down there in time to get a victory lane interview by Fox? Number one, did you get yelled at for that? <laughs> And number two, hats off to you because you look like you were having fun uh, celebrating with the fans, and that is more important than a victory lane interview. Yeah, I mean, you know, like when you win a big race like that, you kind of expect to have a little bit more time than, <laughs> you know, a minute and a half to celebrate. So Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not too pleased about that, and it's pretty unfortunate that they cut us off so early, but I guess it is what it is, and um, that's part of being on, like, a, a big-time national television network, so... Um, I did get yelled at a little bit, but, I mean, can't really put it all on me considering I just was out there trying to soak it all in, you know what I mean? 100%, man, 100%. And, and, and more power to you, man. It's You won, you got to bring home the trophy. That's the important part. Hey, Corey. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, it's um, really big, a big deal for us, uh, regardless of whether it's a, a small race or a big race. And, you know, the, the past couple months have brought us some really good uh, big races to our, uh, our stable and some good trophies, so. Um, definitely going to take every, every opportunity that presents itself to soak it all in. For sure. Looking uh, throughout the middle of the race there, uh, on the broadcast, they showed a portion um, of you going over the bump where um, the, the haulers cross the racetrack, and they showed the, the car bouncing. And, um, you know, they, they alluded to it in the broadcast that, you know, something is, is big wrong with the 20 car. Um, it, 
you know, as the race progressed and, and you know, you, you raced your way to the front, it, it obviously looked like the car was fine and, and you know, you, you still had lots of performance in the car. Was there anything broken or, or was there anything wrong with the car when, when you know, from that clip that they showed? Um, was there anything wrong with the actual car itself? Uh, you know, was it, was it a shock broke or, or anything like that? Or, or was, the, was it just the byproduct of going over the bump the wrong way? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't think anything was broken. I mean, obviously, we still had a lot of speed in the car. Um, you know, that was my first time at Talladega, so um, I haven't experienced the bumps in any other car or any other race, so that's kind of just my first experience um, at that racetrack was uh, over those bumps, and they were definitely pretty severe throughout the race, but it never got worse, and it didn't really seem um, to affect me too much other than the you know overall uh, the visual aspect of the car going down the backstretch, but um, yeah, I guess we just got a, a really rigid setup in the car, and it proved to be really fast. So uh, I can't really complain too much with that. <laughs> Absolutely, photocopy that setup, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Billy, Billy, remember that setup? You know, Billy, you'll have that ingrained in his mind, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that car, I'm sure he's uh, he holds it like a baby now. I've got uh, two races on it now, and both of them are wins this year. And I think it's been, I think it's been used uh, a total of four times before this year on Super Speedways and. They really haven't had much luck with that, I don't think, to this point. So uh, finally starting to bring that luck around. <laughs> Guess who's going to get the call next time there's a super speedway race? Or has he already said, Corey, you're back in it on the next one? <laughs> That's right. Daytona, 2022, Daytona. right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, average, average finish position for 2021. This is a really neat number. 1.3 so far out of three races. That's uh, That's a pretty decent little statistic there, Mr. Heim. Yeah, I really, I really cannot complain with how we started the year so far, and, and we were really close to getting a win at Phoenix too. Um, we did not have the best car there; we had a second place car, but you know, had a late race restart and almost won that one as well. So, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna improve our short track stuff, and I don't really know if you want to call it Phoenix a short track, but uh, our short track and intermediate program, we're gonna try to make some gains on that and be able to try to win every single week. So, um, you know, from this point forward, our Venerini Motorsports team is gonna try to do everything they can to. Close up the season strong. I know we're only you know three races in, but you definitely got all the key points in mind, and we're, we're sitting pretty pretty good so far. So just trying to keep it going. Now, before I start talking to you about the truck debut that is going to come up at Darlington, which uh, I know we are all excited to watch you in that fifty-one JBL Toyota for KBM. Uh, before I ask you about that, tell me what was it like to finally party with actual race fans at the actual racetrack? Uh, they had to be pretty excited to have you up in there with them, and you would have been excited to see people. Yeah, no doubt. It's awesome to see fans at the racetrack, and Talladega fans are some of the most electric ones you go to. So, um, you know, as soon as I got out of the car, I heard a lot of a lot of cheers and you know a pretty loud crowd, which is awesome to hear because you know for a, for a good portion of last year there was pretty much nothing, and we did get a couple wins within late models, and then one in the Arca car, and you know you get out of the car and it's you know not very. Uh, not very um, exciting just because there's not a lot of fans and not a lot of noise. And uh, to see those fans back in the grandstands and, you know, cheering you on and, and whatnot is a really good feeling. And that's, uh, you know, what makes the racing world go around. So um, it's awesome to see that. After a big win like that, and, you know, we asked you the same question because we had you on right after Daytona. And there's always, you know, you're, you're racing in the Arca Series. There's, you know, the, the cup guys are there. You know, everybody and their brother is, is at the racetrack. And or or watching it on TV, 
Um, what are some of the cool things that you get from from winning the race? Obviously, you get a cool trophy, you get the flag, uh, you know, you get the accolades of, of of winning the race, and then you get the check too. But what what are some of the cool things uh, that take place after getting that that big win at Talladega Super Speedway? Um, when you when you rotated back around to uh, to Victory Lane, what did what did you leave the racetrack with? Um, you know, as as kind of mementos. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is you get to say you won at Talladega for the rest of your life, you know what I mean? Um, that's that's something that not a lot of people get to say, I don't think, and um, to be able to even race there in general is awesome, and, you know, to, to be able to win there and run well there is another a whole other aspect. So, um, you know, like you said, that trophy that they got is, is really cool. It's a uh, some kind of statue from uh, the area and, and what they hand out to um, all, the, uh, all the top three series, including ARCA, um, and I thought that was awesome. That thing weighs damn near 80 pounds so i had a hard time whooping it up and i kind of tried for a second and i, I really couldn't do it for how faded i was after the race but um you know hollow's got back today and i'll be able to go to the shop tomorrow and pick it up and uh, bring it home with me so um you know there's a lot of cool things about winning talladega and there's, there's really no downside whatsoever of it well you gotta now when you go into the shop to pick it up make sure billy senior ain't anywhere around because you know you gotta kiss the italian i told you that the last time did you avoid it or did you have to pucker up Oh, well, he's fully vaccinated now, so he's a little bit more dangerous. But uh, he, gave me, he gave me a great big hug after the race, and uh, he's really happy to happy to see me be successful again, and I was really happy to see him as well. So um, it is really cool to see him at the racetrack on a weekly basis still. And, um, you know, like I said, he's fully vaccinated, so he's, he's confident and he's ready to pucker up, I guess. Uh, good deal. <laughs> Corey, uh, final Talladega question for you, and you'd be the right guy to ask. You've won Daytona. you won Talladega. Uh, Talladega is really fresh in the memory, but uh, I imagine Daytona ain't that far away out of the memory. Which one is bigger as a racer uh, to win at, Daytona or Talladega? Uh, honestly, I, I, I'm indifferent. Um, Daytona and Talladega are both just, um, you know, such a big accolade in their own way. Um, you know, Daytona, of course, it's the first race of the season. It's such a big race, and you got the biggest field all year at Daytona, and then you know, Talladega, I mean, like I said, you can go the rest of your life saying you want it at Talladega, and really same goes for Daytona, so um, I, I really couldn't, uh, I really could not pick a better race to win, and, you know, winning both of them, you, you think I would know, but um, if I if I had to choose one more race to, to go and try to win again, I mean, I, I couldn't, I would have a hard time making my mind up, that's for sure. Well, I guess that's like asking a parent to pick which kid they like better, right, if they had more <laughs> than one child, so uh, not yeah, a fair no question, but I thought I'd try it on you anyway. Uh, let's talk NASCAR Camping World trucks, well, shall we? Before oh, we oh. talk about trucks. Oh, you got one more? We're, well, we got to talk about Drew Dollar a little bit here. What Are you going to buy him a steak dinner or, like, what are you going to buy Drew Dollar? You got to get him something. Like, you got to get him a thank you card or you got to get him something. He he was a pretty good teammate at both those races. Six pack of Pepsi. Six pack of Pepsi? What, what are you going to get him? You got to get him something. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Drew's honestly one of my best friends. We hang out all the time, and, you know, I work out with him at the Toyota Performance Center and, um, you know, do plenty of things with him. So uh, maybe I'll just take him out to a nice lunch or dinner, and we'll, we'll talk about maybe how I can help him out later in the year at some point. That's right. Um, I'll definitely race him with, with all the respect I can possibly give him. You know, he is a big portion of the – a big reason why, you know, we won Talladega and Daytona, and um, I feel like that respect would have gone either way, uh, whether I was, I was the one pushing him or he was the one pushing me, and it just – it just so happened that he's the one pushing me in both of those races. So 
um, you know, throughout the year, I think we're going to have a really good, uh, really good year as teammates, and I'm hoping he can click off a couple wins as well. Well, that's called teammates, right, Junior? That's 100%. teammates. Uh, you got to have them, especially when you're at Daytona or Talladega, and uh, you definitely had the right teammate to go with you. And I know, Corey, you're the kind of driver that would return the favor if you uh, if you were in his spot, you'd do exactly the same thing. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, you know, Drew and the whole Venerini Motorsports table, they're all here to, you know, work together and get better, and um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year with them. So now you're going to turn it up a notch. Well, maybe even a notch or two. You're going to go to Darlington. You're going to make your truck series debut at Darlington in the number 51 truck. First of all, i got to ask you, are you crazy to pick Darlington to make your debut at? Uh, you want to talk about a technical track, one that's going to take everything you can put on the track. Uh, you're going to be in a good piece. You're going to be with a good team. Uh, but Darlington, man, that's a tough track. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, Darlington's a, Darlington's a big-time tough track for sure. Um, you know, I'm not the one who necessarily picked the track. Um, you know, Toyota Racing and, and KBM uh, both kind of came to the conclusion that that's kind of where they wanted to make my debut. So, you know, call them crazy. But uh, if we do good, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a method behind their madness. So um, we'll see. Uh, you know, Martinsville is my second race as well. So that's going to be another tough one. And, um, you know, I was recently at the gym, and uh, John Hunter Nemechek was in there, and we were talking a little bit about Darlington just because he ran so well there in the cup car um, last year. I think he finished top ten. And, um, you know, I'm trying to pick a couple of people's brains about uh, what to do and what not to do at Darlington, and he came up to me and said, "Man, you you really got the two hardest races that you could possibly choose in uh, in the truck series." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> I'll be the first one to know, I guess, right?" Right, right. Go to the top of the wall, stay there, don't hit it. Yeah, no, I know. I don't have a lot of experience running the wall. Um, the only experience I really have is uh, Winchester and Salem and uh, and some late model stuff. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm I'm trying to prepare the best I can on the Toyota Sim and. You know, like I said, trying to ask a couple of people that, that's run there before, run there in Martinsville to uh, give me some help where I need it. So we'll see. You're a student of the sport. That's the thing that, that you know, I, that's what makes me a fan of Corey Heim racing is, is you're, you're just a, you're a sponge. And you can tell that. And, and uh, you know, looking at, uh, at the, you know, the races that they've chosen for you, they are throwing you to the wolves intentionally and 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 i think that you're you're up to the task and don't let it get in your head and just go out and get after it just like you have been and uh, i think you're gonna you're gonna turn a lot of heads you're gonna excite a lot of people and uh, uh regardless it's uh it's gonna be exciting to watch and uh you know when you look at that uh, the you know the old the old team owner over there he likes winners and uh, uh by the sounds of it uh you know you, you know how to get to victory lane so that's a good thing yeah, well, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm definitely a little bit cautiously optimistic about my races, and I'm going in there with as much confidence as I can bring. But uh, with no practice and qualifying, it's definitely tough to, you know, bring a lot of confidence when I really don't know what I'm getting myself into. So um, it'll be a it'll be a crazy experience with such a big field and such a close field of drivers, and there's a lot of talent within the truck series. And um, you know, it's going to be tough, but we'll see. I'm going to try to prepare the best I possibly can, and. And give it a run. Well, they're going to be focused in on you. I can guarantee that, Corey Heim. It's going to be awesome. I know we can't wait. Uh, we're, we're all going to be tuned in. 
and watching that number 51 truck. Good luck in that race. And I know, uh, we, we, you poor guy, we've got your phone number. You know that means we're going to be in touch uh, again and again throughout the course of the year. Uh, much continued success, and we got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that, and I'm always happy to join you guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. Well, you have a blast. Go get that trophy. Go get the one at Darlington, but uh, go go to the Venturini shop, and don't forget to pick up your trophy tomorrow. And uh, enjoy it, my friend. You are a winner at Talladega. Sounds good, guys. Thank you very much. Incredible. Corey Heim right there. Uh, he's going to jump into that truck, Junior. What a tough, tough track for him to jump into. But like you said... They are looking. They're building. Toyota's building that development group. They got the right man in Corey Heim, along with the other guys they've got. Not to downplay who they've got. No. But I'm saying Corey Heim in there. Uh, you know, Kyle's going to be smiling in that 51. He's got a shot. Yeah, definitely. When you look at, uh, you know, I, it, he should he should really smile about that opportunity because really, you know, it. it it's it's no question. Everybody knows that Darlington is a ridiculously intense and, and tough place to get around. Oh yeah, and and you know he he knows that as well. And and you know you, you can you can hear it. He's got respect for the place without even being there before. You can tell that he's got respect for it. Um, he's already got respect for the series and and you know the equipment that he's in and all that great stuff. Um, but but really, when you look at the opportunity. Um, you know, it's it, there's been so many development guys come through the ranks and they get an opportunity at a place like Daytona or Talladega or, you know, a place where it's 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 equal. Right. And right. And, right. and, you know, they, they get a place where it's not necessarily the driver equipment can overcome a little bit at Darlington. That's not the case. No. And, and you need a good truck. You need a good piece. You need a good team. You need all that good stuff. But but really, you need to manage and you need to race. Um, and it comes down to the driver a lot of the times when you, you know, get to the checkered flag um, at Darlington Speedway. And when you when you look at the opportunity, you can tell you can tell the mentality behind it. it they they see a huge opportunity with this kid and with this guy. You know, I shouldn't call him a kid, right, right. but but they see a huge opportunity with with Corey and and. Um, you know, they, they obviously want to see how far they can bend and stretch him and and get him to, you know, the point where, where he's a championship contender in anything that he gets in. And, uh, you know, really at the, at the end of the day, I think that you're going to see a successful venture out there. If he goes out there and finishes in the top 10 with a straight piece at the end, um, it's a win for him. I you know? would say. And, I would and, say. You, you know, in, Corey, in a, Corey wouldn't agree with that. No, but He'd want to be a, in the top two. Exactly. But in a different scenario, like if they put him you know, at, at a different racetrack, a win is it. Like that's it. Right. Right. So That's the benchmark. Um, yep. And, and you know, this is a little bit of a better and, and equal way of, of gauging where he's at in his career and in his development. Um, he's still fresh at this. He doesn't have a whole lot of races under his belt. And uh, I think that you're going to see, uh, you know, some really great things out of him. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a Corey Heim fan. <laughs> I, I really like everything that he's done so far, not just in, in you know, the Arca series, but in, in late models and in, in the super late model ranks and, and all those different facets of racing that he's, that he's been to so far. Right. Um, he's impressed at every single level and uh I, I don't i don't foresee him not impressing when he rolls into darlington speedway um I, the second track i don't know the second track that he signed up for because 
they he said that there was two of them. Oh yeah. We should have asked where that second one is. I'm going to try to pull that up. I know you're going to throw it to a break, but uh, I want to see what the second track is because he said you chose two of the toughest ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will uh, have a dive into that. Uh, but like you say, we're going to hit this break. Final one of the night. Stay with us. Still lots more to come. Hey everybody, this is Ray Dunlap. If you want to know what's going on in the world of motorsports, you got to tune in to Race Time Radio. Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Race Time Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit. Add your wood and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Junior, this has been a lot of fun back here on Sirius XM, and I know we sound a whole lot better. Anybody tuned in will be going, hmm, something sounds different. I like the sound of that new studio. Um, and you know what? We're really happy to be back on Sirius XM with all of you. Uh, let's put it out. Uh, the trucks. The trucks are going to head for Kansas Speedway next weekend. So that'll be a good track. How much you want to bet? Oh, Matt Crafton comes to the front of that baby. 
He yeah. loves that track. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know, Crafton, you know, when you look at the speed, um, KBM has got the number this year. <laughs> really, when oh, you look do. at Joe, John Hunter Nemechek uh, and the speed of, of that Toyota program, yes. um, yep. I think that uh, they've kind of got the number, uh, especially at the mile-and-a-half style tracks. You know, you look at, uh, you know, what, what we've seen over at Atlanta, um, I know you can't really draw a comparison, but they are very similar, um, you know, on the the size and, and the speed, um, not necessarily in the character or the grip level or anything like that. But but the the actual track itself, um, Kansas is is still weathered. Um, it's it's a speed palace. That's for sure. That so, Junior and Matt, though, are really good at that track. I, I think that what you're going to see is GMS take a little bit of a turning point. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. Ah. Um, they've been, you know, nipping at the heels of some good runs. And, and you know, we had Raphael Lassard on the program uh, last week, and, and, you know, he kind of alluded to it. But I think you're going to see a little bit of a turning point from GMS. Um, and, and not to take away from Thor Sport because I like their program is obviously stout as heck. Um, but, uh, but really, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be a KBM GMS show. Well, and it very well could be. Uh, Stu Friesen, uh, lights it up at, um, at, at Bristol. Bristol. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool event. I got a chance to tune in, uh, for the sprint cars. Um, you know, um, uh, David Gravel went out there and set the fastest lap time of a sprint car ever around uh, <laughs> Bristol Motor Speedway. If they uh, in, ever lost it, they would have picked those cars out of about row 30, right? Oh, like, absolutely. Th- how fast were they going? It would have been there, nuts. Well, it was, it was 13, 13.46 seconds oh was my his, God. his fast time. Um, and it might be actually 13.2. Um, but it was in the 13-second bracket. Uh, regardless, you know, when the Cup Series are there on asphalt or, or on concrete, um, you know, they're they're only hitting, you know, the, the high 15s, low 16s. So, um, really, like, they're, yeah. you know, three seconds faster than the Cup cars at Bristol. So they're they're hauling the mail. <laughs> That's for sure. No kidding. You know, when you, uh, when you look at, at the speed and, you know, the, what they were able to do, I love the fact that, that Bristol didn't just cover it for the, for the you know, the, the trucks and the Cup cars and then have one dirt race. They've had dirt races there for the past month and a half. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they really did a good job with that. Um, Taking advantage of all the hard work they ex- did by putting dirt on it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they've, they've definitely turned it into a multi-use facility. Um, you know, you look at the World of Outlaws show, you look at the Dirt, the dirt Late Model show that they had, um, you know, the, the weekend prior. And then as well, the cup race, the truck race, the Xfinity race, and, uh, you know, all the stuff that they did uh, before that with the Dirt Car Nationals, uh, you know, with all the street stocks and 604 late models and, um, you know, the modifieds and stuff like that. Um, they did a wonderful job with that. Um, I'm happy that the dozers are going to be there. Yeah. They're going to take the dirt off yep. and make it back into a uh, a, a concrete surface again uh, for the fall race. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I loved watching it. Um, I'm, I, I still, you know, have a soft spot for the uh, the hard top. So what do you got up this week? You got much happening this week. It's going to be just uh, another busy week for you. Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, lots of stuff. Um, we've got a couple of uh, conversations to have this week, uh, you know, just on on what's going to be taking place, like I alluded to, um, you know, for, for this season. Um, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what all comes 
comes together on the spotting side for me. Um, and, uh, you know, by the sounds of it, you know, once the season gets rolling, I've got a couple of really cool gigs, you know, lined up. So, um, and, uh, you know, as well, working, you know, on, on the rack hunter stuff a little bit, talking with those guys and, and, uh, building that team up. Well, we got lots to look forward to. I can guarantee you that, uh, But we are coming to a close here on tonight's Race Time Radio Show. We want to thank you all for tuning in. i got to thank Susie Q right here in our studio for hooking us up with all of our guests. And uh, got to thank Scotty back in Toronto for hooking us up to all of you on Sirius XM. Uh, You can also listen to the show on the Performance Motorsport Network.com throughout the course of the week. Your Head Country Radio, uh, 98.9 XFM and Giddish. Uh, or you can get it anytime at racetimeradio.com. But that's going to do it for Junior and I tonight. We will be back with you next Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. You have a good week, and be safe. Roll up that sleeve. Let's get back to the track, shall we? And we will be back with you next Sunday night. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 